Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. In 2019, it was my first speaking engagement in front of hundreds of women, and I wanted to serve them well. I wanted them to believe it was worth the time and effort to find babysitters and get dressed in their cute outfits and spend an evening at a mom's night out. I was so nervous. I had anxiety just thinking about walking to the stage. What if I forgot parts of my speech? I would wake up in the night with tense shoulders. I was I was fighting somebody in my sleep. <laughs> I don't know who. A friend of mine laughingly said, girl, your shoulders look like a hawk perched on a tree limb like right before they attack something. Really? My internal chaos had crossed into my physical and I looked like I was ready to pounce. And I'm not sure if I'm alone, but I don't think I am. So on today's episode, we are going to talk about how to be less anxious in the new year. Um, Yes, please. I'm interviewing Jody Howe. She's a Syracuse, New York native who found green pastures in North Carolina. She's a married mom of two girls. She has a heart for Jesus and is a host of the Faith Faith podcast, The Air That I Breathe. Jody, welcome to the show. Hi, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I am too. I remember we met at um, the Spark Media Podcasting Conference in Texas and then again at a retreat in Florida. That was so fun. Amazing. Amazing. And you are such a blessing to know. And I'm so grateful for your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I remember when we met. So so much to offer. I remember just talking with you and having one-on-one. So this is so cool. Yay. Well, you know, the first time I met you, I I didn't have a podcast. And when I was invited to this retreat, I remember Misty Phillips. She's the founder of the conference. And she's like, I said, you know, I don't even have a podcast and only podcasters are going to be at this retreat. And she's like, hey, you have a book. So I was like, woohoo. But I do remember that weekend, you just kept encouraging me. You could do this podcast, helping with me with, you know, names and tagline and ideas. And I went to bed that night thinking, wow, there's so much greatness in this room. What stopped me from moving forward? It was anxiety because I had no idea what I was doing. And I think sometimes we think it needs to be a perfect start, but sometimes it just needs to be any start, right? Oh, I'm into that. In fact, some of the best advice that I received is is this podcast idea was sparked in my heart. God laid that on my heart, but the next step is, okay, how do I get it going? And the best advice I got, so let me get back to that, is start messy. Get it out there. Don't overthink it. And I don't think that that means be irresponsible and sloppy. It just means get your message out there. Use any source that you have in your home to go out and spend thousands of dollars on equipment. If you have the resources, more power to you. But, you know, I did it on a old music mic that I had because I'm a singer. I'm a worship leader at my church. And I, gosh, I think I did garage band. 
And then I went to, uh, oh gosh, my husband told me to do Adobe. Big mistake. Adobe's amazing. It's just really hard. So yeah, it was messy, Stephanie, but it was good. And to this day, my first episode's my biggest download. So what does that tell you? Hey, isn't that amazing? I can remember once I was interviewing uh, Marissa Rader. She has a show and she lives in Iowa. And she was saying, we were just laughing. I said, I am in my, you know, in my studio, but it was, you know, my, my master bedroom it was in the closet with the ski jackets and I mean it muffled it perfectly all the the sounds and she said well I am looking out the window and my cow is getting ready to have a baby and I'm like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I definitely don't have that kind of a view right now but that's neat that's really cool I love it I love it but we're just you know just get the word out the message people need to hear if you're two steps ahead of someone else they see you as an expert if you just you know are authentic that's really what people care about. So was there like a, you know, when you decided to start a podcast on anxiety, was there a story or a moment that prompted you to, you know, speak on this subject? That's such a great question. I get that a lot. And, you know, it started with a book, which is not a published book, but a book that God laid on my heart probably about six years ago when I had a relapse of anxiety. So my anxiety journey is quite long and it is definitely a, a large part of my testimony. It started when I was in high, or excuse me, college, moving on to the real world. My first anxiety attack hit, and it was courses throughout my time that it it was there, but it, I didn't really know what it was. If you think thirty years, twenty years, whatever, we weren't talking about it. I mean, everybody knew what anxiety was, but we didn't know that it was actually a, a, a problem that can hold you back because it wasn't being talked about. And there was certainly a high stigma on it. But it was throughout the part of my life that the Lord was, I was growing and I was knowing and growing and knowing. It hit me when I was about 39 years old that this was most definitely an issue in my in my life and in my body. So even though it happened and then I, and, and there'd be peaceful times and then it would happen and there'd be peaceful times, this got me so sick. My anxiety just overpowered my body where I couldn't eat, sleep and breathe. I couldn't, I couldn't function. It was so bad. And so I, that was my, that was my calling right there to know who the Lord was. My entire life, I was raised Catholic and I would consider myself a priester, you know, showing up to all the big events at the (laughs) church. And I knew who God was, but I didn't know who Christ, I didn't know Jesus. He was there up on the, um, the beautiful uh, large portion of the front of the church hanging on a cross. And I still didn't know who he was, but it was when my anxiety hit me at the the deepest level is when I was sent to a friend who knew the Lord and introduced me to him. And so I started my, my faith journey along my healing journey with anxiety, but because, you know, we get a little arrogant in our lives and think we have it all together about four years into that faith journey slash healing of anxiety, I decided to go off my medication and think I really had control of my anxiety. And I relapsed and went right back into where I started. And all of these times I know God was working. He was working and he was, I was learning and I was knowing and I was learning and I was knowing. And I use that because we think we know, and then we have to relearn again, right? Because that arrogance and that sort of like self-confidence and we'll call it self-righteousness tends to overpower us. Well, he sparked a book in my heart. And so I started just writing 
about what I learned from anxiety. And it was interesting because what I learned from anxiety was certainly the medical aspect of it, but it was the social aspect of it. It was the general anxiety aspect of it. It was kind of what you were feeling, Stephanie, when you're walking out on that stage, understanding why those moments happen and how to heal from them, how to how to capture them and now to allow them to lead your your opportunities like you you know you could have I know people that have done this where the anxiety got so bad when they were going to go enter a stage or a, some kind of an event and they had to pull back and leave because the anxiety was so bad I get that and that is a real part of life my heart was led to be able to figure out why is that happening and how do we prevent that from happening and I'm no expert I don't ever want to say I'm definitely you know there are certainly Many people out there that study anxiety for a living, they, living, they have um, MDs behind them, PhDs, you name it. But what I am is a mom just like you who has spent a large portion of her life experiencing the good, the bad, and the ugly of anxiety. And now I just have that ability to be able to apply practical measures, tips, and just give offerings to people of what I found works and doesn't work, but moreover, under the founda- on the foundation of Christ. Yeah. And it all starts with him. So the book is what sparked the idea. It was meeting Misty three years ago at a conference that where she had a podcast and I was one of her third or fourth guests on it. And even at that time, Stephanie was like, I would never do a podcast. Ah, don't tell her I said that. No, she's going to hear this. But it wasn't like I, th- I looked down on it. I thought it was the most scariest thing on the planet. There's no way I would do a podcast. That's crazy. I don't have what it takes. And then it was over the pandemic. She started Spark Media. And she said, you're going to do a podcast. You're going to do a podcast. And I'm like, no, I'm not. She's like, yeah, you are. Just like she said to you. And here we are today. Here we are today. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Here we are today. Sometimes people come into your lives, you know, to spark things, right? To get you going. And I love that. I've, I've heard where you said a couple of times in other podcasts that your book is not published yet. So maybe that will be one of the... Don't worry about starting perfect, but get it out there. Maybe if a publisher is listening today or someone that wants to, you know, take on that project, that would be awesome because we really do need to hear what you have to say on anxiety. Well, I've got a question for you. How would how would you define it? You know, if we peeled back all the layers, what do you think the root causes of anxiety are? You know, I, I think that so I think that there's definitely root causes that are external. But I do think that there are root causes that are internal as well. So on my podcast, in my book, and just generally talking to anyone, I always say, if you're starting to feel anxiety, which is what I believe a general feeling of uneasy, chaotic, uncentered, like you look at the secular world and the guru guru world of peace, calm, you know, mind, body, spirit, it's all about calm, centering, peace. Uh, yoga and, you know, uh, all kinds of ways that we can, you know, stop all the chaos, I think is a lot of what that encourages. So to me, that's what I think general anxiety is. It's not feeling easy. It's it's allowing your mind to overpower the matter of the circumstance in front of you, just like when you were going on on that stage. It was allowing that anxiety, which your brain was just being tackled by the anxiety was now starting to make your body feel it. And I don't know if you went into a full blown panic attack, but that has definitely been many times in my world. Many panic attacks is when it's just, it's a loss of control, you know? And a lot of that is because our brain, the way we just are functioning, what's, what's going on in our exterior. Maybe we're not centered in prayer, which is what I strongly believe in. Maybe we're not centered in our faith. 
and I've suffered from that for many years. In fact, this past year, when you and I went on that big, awesome trip, it was flying for me. I'll get into that more. But, you know, I needed to take some time to center my my soul with my mind to know that flying is the, the safest form of travel and that my I'm not going to allow my mind to get so my brain to get so attacked by the anxiety that it's going to cause my body to sweat and break down and feel like I'm you know, losing that control. But I encourage everyone always to see a doctor if you think or feel like you have anxiety, because it's in your best interest to get a full body workup to make sure that there isn't something underlying that is causing it. Uh, Thyroid, diabetes, heart conditions. uh, The list is endless. You know, it really truly is that could be causing anxiety medications that you're on and then start to look about, you know, what is going on generally in your mind and in your anxious uh, episodes, have a good PhD doctor uh, therapist or someone who's, you know, very well equipped to understand anxiety to see if general anxiety is one of your issues, which is my issue. It really is for me. I actually don't get the anxiety that you were mentioning, which is a very important anxiety. I don't get nervous and anxious going out on a stage or anything like that. What it is for me, it's it's more of a hormonal, physical issue that I've dealt with my entire life that I've had to understand that it is something that can get out of control if I don't catch it in time. So it is a general thing where I do have to take a medication for it. I have to be conscious of the foods that I eat. I have to be conscious of the drinks that I put into my body, exercise and all those things that, you know, I speak to on my podcast. Yeah. Well, that will probably, in essence, make you a really healthy person as well. <laughs> you know, when you're watching Assumably really what you eat. So. And <laughs> <Assumably> out. <laughs> so. You're asking me I this question you. right after Christmas, Stephanie. So, you know, That's just but no, in general, I have to own that. I have to own that. I, you know, I have to be careful about the foods that I put in on a, in a general level. I mean, I do encourage fun and excitement and joy is sometimes sitting around, a you know, a table, a Christmas table or just a general table with friends and having a really good experience so but you just in moderation life sometimes has to be in moderation absolutely I love when you were talking about you know you're Catholic and get you were you know the Christian or the legal side versus the relationship and I love that because there's the legal side of church and then there's the relationship when you have a relationship with God it's sometimes when you pray and you don't even know what to pray just say in the name of Jesus is just calming I've got a friend who I've got a friend who's big into yoga and for me it's running, running or walking or just, it's like it knocks all the cobwebs out, you know, and I get a better perspective on life. And I know there's like the chemical side and then there's the, you know, the physical and sometimes it all equals to physical, you know, and uh, you were talking about flying on a plane. I know Sarah Blakely uh, from Atlanta, the owner of Spanx, she has a, a horrible time with flying. You probably have know this story, but she has her little, you know, uh, podcast, not podcast, but she listens to her music on the plane and she eats a certain food. And I mean, she talks about it all the time when she gets on the plane. She has like these three songs that are calming to her. But it is amazing how things can pre- be produced physically, whether it's fear or whatever it is. It comes out in so many odd ways in our life that sometimes we don't even no, it's a sign of anxiety. So how can you tell if it is anxiety? Well, you know, considering the feelings 
that we just talked about in terms of, you know, the general feeling of uneasy, chaotic, you know, if you if you're generally fearing something that is sort of a normal part of life, right, fly, which really is normal. I mean, and, and for the for the, you know, the sake of people wanting to travel that right there is 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 a trigger to know that you are fearing something in your life. And that can just expand onto so many other things that are around us. You know, we we I'm trying to help understand help you understand the the actual emotional feeling, the you know, the actual physical feeling and the emotional feeling. But I don't believe is what we see in scripture. God tells us not to be anxious about anything. And so anytime we feel out of that realm of peace that God promises us in his Bible, then we must have anxiety. And this is not to suggest that everybody out there, everybody has anxiety, go to your doctor, get on medication. No, 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 no. no. There's (laughs) so many different levels to it. But generally speaking, living in this world that we live in today, it's probably 99% chance that everybody experiences anxiety one point or another. Now, I certainly share that fear with Sarah. I did not know that was her fear. I will look that up after our our talk, but it doesn't surprise me. And one of the things that I try to speak to and I want to be able to offer your audience is the option to know that you have to structure your life around it sometimes and be prepared. You know, I have to do kind of similar to what she does, prepare my flight. I'm not good at flying in morning, early in the morning. I don't wake up well. So I know that a 5 a.m. flight, unless I absolutely have to get on it, I'll give myself a noon or even evening flight because I need my body to wake up normally. And waking up chaotically and rushing to an airport doesn't help my anxiety. I do take uh, anxiety-reducing medication under my doctor's advisement, and I don't take a lot. I take a little, and it helps. It's not a game changer, but it helps. And then I have to sit in in an airplane seat that's a window. Because I need that kind of like not looking straight ahead. I need to sort of feel centered by looking out the window to see earth. It helps me. To some, it doesn't. It helps me. And I have worship songs that are on a playlist that are playing constantly. So here's the deal. If you and I are going to fly together, we are not going to talk. I'm going to be focused, looking out that window, listening to that music and focusing on my faith. I think I'll be in a different row. (laughs) Yeah, you're the one that's over there having fun, making (laughs) friends. I mean, Stephanie, that's the thing. That's the thing. I've already got their number. We're going on another girl's (laughs) retreat. (laughs) I know. This is why why I love you so much. But you and I have fun in the terminals, so that's all good. Absolutely. I can have fun in the terminals. But yeah, I mean, it's so it's like that preparedness. It's it's a good thing because it really does help. You know, yes, you know, there's a that scripture Psalms 4610 be still and know that I am God mm. the other day uh, for New Year's. Uh, there's six of us that live at home and everyone was gone. But me, they were all with, you know, parties with their friends or out of town. It was just me. It's so rare. This never happens. So I have me and my doodle, my little doodle, Ellie. And it's funny because she suddenly hears everything, any kind of little toilet that flushes raindrops outside was that a car muffler I mean she was on high alert because we don't typically hear any of those things because we are loud enough inside our house with six people (laughs) so the whole time she was like and I'm like shut up (laughs) you're stealing my peace but you know it's so funny how if we don't create space to breathe to walk around the lake to hear our voice to hear God's voice we don't hear what the wisdom that he's trying to you know, offer us. We don't hear like what's the next step or direction in our lives because we're just 
like me at the beginning of the story, my arms, my shoulders are perched and it looks like I'm ready to pounce and I don't even know why and I didn't even know I was that way. But it's like, just be still and know that I am God. Do you have like a a favorite scripture or like something that you rely on? You know, it's like asking a kid to walk into a candy store and say, pick one piece of candy. <laughs> but, you know, I will, I will, I will always reference Philippians uh, 4, verse 7, or 6 through 7, because do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, because I'm learning more and more, Stephanie, that gratitude is really one of the most important things to build that relationship and to have a centering of who God is and what he actually does in our world by giving us those moments of being still or his grace is sufficient. Getting back to the scripture with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God. There it is, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus which transcends the understanding that you're supposed to have a panic attack when you get on a plane because you don't like to fly. You're supposed to get nervous when you get up on stage and you're supposed to have a mini panic attack or those kind of weird anxious feelings where your shoulders are going to just perk up and you're going to start to feel like you're going to pounce. That's the understanding that the world tells us. His understanding is no. I'm telling you that my peace is available to you. Just ask for it. I'm here and I will give it to you. I am a testimony to that. That is the scripture I suggest anyone waking up in the middle of the night with a panic attack when you have severe anxiety, which is something that I've experienced. That was my scripture. And to this day, Stephanie, and I don't get a lot of panic attacks. I truly don't thank the Lord. But, you know, there is hormone hormonal imbalances and things that can cause it. I had a panic attack a few weeks ago. And I also probably eating chocolate at three o'clock or um, excuse me, 10 o'clock at night probably doesn't help the situation and everybody dropping off all that popcorn and those cookies and all that crap. Cause it does, it just encourages. And maybe, you know, that extra glass of wine, three o'clock in the morning, panic <laughs> attack. Boom. What did I do? Went downstairs, pulled out my Bible, pulled out that scripture. I don't even need to look at that scripture. I have that thing memorized, but I needed to look at it and I needed to be reminded. And so that is always my go-to. But you know, I'm a I'm a Proverbs three verse five and six girl, because I really believe if you trust in the Lord with all your heart, and if we stop leaning on what the world is trying to tell us, that He will set any path straight, and that is the pathway to peace. You know, and it's not perfect. You know, peace is not the absence of problems; it's the presence of God. And That's I just right. want to encourage right. everybody to have that peace that you are. It's attainable. You just got to seek it. And my word of the year is effort. So I'm trying to make more of an effort to get people to understand that in myself as well, to remind myself that. And when I say effort, the Lord is effortless to the extent that if you just look up, like you said earlier, Jesus. Oh, there he is. Right. Yeah. He just wants to he just wants to partner with us. He's like, you know, he just wants to partner and have that relationship. So it's really just the effortless part of it is Jesus. Oh, there he is. You know what? I'm feeling a little anxious. I don't like this. I want your peace. I mean, if you don't want to get into scripture, you just want to have a conversation, go for it. Say whatever you need to. And he is there. And the peace is, it's beautiful. And it's, you know, amazing. Absolutely. Well, what would you share with us? I know you wanted to share three steps to feeling less anxious in the new year. What are those three steps? I'm going to, yeah, we're going to go easy peasy on this because I really don't, we're not going to go too far outside of the box of just common sense prayer. We're Christians. And if you're not a Christian, I so encourage you just to take that moment to just look up to the Lord and say exactly what Stephanie and I were just saying, Jesus, and start a conversation. 
But assuming that you are or that you're interested in where to go deeper with him, I have to start with prayer now uh, because it really centers me. It focuses focuses on who he is, starting with that gratitude of thank you. Thank you for being the God of all, of all anxiety, the God of all peace. You know, that you're not the God of anxiety. You're not the God of, God of panic attacks. You're not the God of frustration. So I'm learning more and more to just keep that, my prayer life stronger. And that's going into his word and that's having fellowship and that's having Bible studies and all of that. So my, my step number one is just pray and have that conversation. My step number two is you mentioned it earlier, endorphins, working out, exercising. This may turn a lot of people off. I mean, of course, we're at the first of the year, so everybody's starting their gym memberships and their Weight Watchers or, you know, whatever it is, keto. I am too, so I'm not judging you. I started back at the gym yesterday and and I'm hurting today because of it. And But I, I strongly encourage any kind of physical endurance because it truly does build up those endorphins, those happy feelings. And you feel so great. And number three, say no. That's a hard word. You know that word from being a mom, right? How many times do we say that to people? No, 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 no to our kids, right? All the time. All the time. But I strongly suggest you say no for your benefit. Don't overpower your schedule. Don't overwhelm yourself. You have anxiety and, you know, sleep and all the things that I speak to. Very, very important to honor your calendar. I am taking notes. This is so good. Okay. In the last 30 seconds, how can people reach you? Well, you can catch me at jodyhow.com. So I have a website. You can catch me on Facebook, on Instagram, and those are all public. So please reach out. And, you know, my podcast, the Air That I Breathe podcast is on all podcast platforms. Jody, this has been such a great pleasure. And I appreciate you sharing with us the three steps of feeling less anxious in the new year. So until next time. Thank you, Stephanie. Hey, guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4 or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.